0: Hello! Welcome to this episode of the Howl and Blossom podcast. My name's Sean, creator and founder of the project, and today we're going to be talking about joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I could always do with a bit more joy in my life. I think as we get older, we are taught that joy is something you put away. It's one of those childish things that you're taught to put away as an adult. All of those things, if you think about what actually brings you joy and the last time you genuinely did something for the pure joy of it, the play, the pleasure, when you literally just do something because it's fun or because it makes you happy. When was the last time you did that? We have so many adulting chores to do, despite the fact I try and avoid as many of them as possible. Um, (laughs) I'm really bad at adulting. Um, But we have so many responsibilities as we get older that the time we spend cultivating joy is less and less and we see it as less and less important and I think that there's something fundamentally wrong with that. I think that joy is the antidote to uh, sadness which I know sounds obvious but If we don't get intentional about it and we don't genuinely tune in and think about what brings us joy and how we can weave that into our lives more frequently, then we just don't practice it enough. We don't have access to it enough. We're not attuned to it. And I think our lives could be more enriched and more joyful. If we were just a little bit more intentional about how we spent our time. I think sometimes joy is regarded as frivolous, right? So you've got all of this, these things, this entire list of things that you have to achieve in a day. Most of them are not going to be joyful things, you know, paying bills, doing chores. um i want to say going to work hopefully that brings you some joy um if not it's probably a neutral experience at, at best <laughs> um it's not you don't necessarily tend to pick your job based on the amount of joy it brings you right you pick your job based on a whole load of other um criteria and joy Is probably at the bottom of the list because we deprioritise it, even though actually we spend a huge portion of our time at work. Joy is still not seen as the most important thing on that list of criteria and the way we pick a job. So that's the reality of it. And that's fine it is what it is and sometimes we can change that and sometimes we can't but if we really tune in to what makes us joyful in the moments in between then we can regain some kind of balance and reclaim some of that joy for ourselves not only that but it gives you an anchor when As it is in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment, it's dark. It's literally dark all the time. I struggle with it. Um, I really look forward to winter solstice. (laughs) I look forward to that shortest day. uh, And I can't, it's like climbing a hill and getting to the top when we finally get to the solstice. But finding those moments of joy even in the darkness whether that's literal darkness of the season or whether whether that is a darkness that you're feeling inside that you're experiencing because that can happen even when it's not dark outside right just because the sun's out doesn't mean our own personal sun is shining but if you can If you intentionally cultivate joy and think more about what brings you joy and almost shamelessly embrace those things, then it gives you a kind of anchor and an antidote to the darkness or the sadness that is an inevitable part of human existence. Not just because, as a culture we deprioritize joy but also because that's life right everything cycles so when I'm talking about the seasons getting darker we experience those cycles ourselves and it's not sustainable to be in summer all the time you can't have 100% of your life as summer and sunshine because without the proper balance things don't grow okay everything cycles so what can we do to really access joy in our everyday lives what can we do to cultivate more joy in our week How can we get more intentional about the way we spend our time when we have a huge list of responsibilities that many of them will be unwavering? We can't just drop them. Well, Marianne Williamson says, if you don't know her, look her up. (laughs) She's amazing. She's great. She's an author. And... um, yeah, she's amazing. She says joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. That sounds really simple, but in everyday life it's not that straightforward. So we have to get very intentional about it. There's also um Something that Brene Brown refers to as foreboding joy. Again, if you don't know Brene, definitely look her up. Um, She had a thing on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there because you know how they take that stuff down. Um, But she has a couple of TED Talks. So 20 minutes um, of video on YouTube. It'll change your life, trust me. Um look her up. <laughs> um she says that when we lose our tolerance for vulnerability, joy becomes foreboding. So you know those moments where something amazing is happening, something really good is happening to you, and you recognize that and you think, Wow, this is great. And then immediately afterwards or even sometimes before you finish the complete thought of this is amazing there's a voice in your head that makes you stop so for example i do this a lot when um my boyfriend leaves for work i make him or any. to be fair I, i've done i've always done this when coming home with my friends from a night out or even if I'm not there and I know that they're on their way home I need to know the second that they get to where they're going because I think this is amazing I've had a great time with you now we're leaving each other to head home and instead of just staying in that state of bliss there's a voice in my head that takes over and that foreboding that what if something happens to you on your way home Why do we do that? (laughs) Brene says that it's because we lose our tolerance for vulnerability. We don't have a great tolerance for vulnerability. It's something that we have to practice, which is what she talks about. Um, But because of that, we, we rob ourselves of those moments of joy, not just because of our endless list of adulting responsibilities, but also because... Unless we're practising vulnerability or practising cultivating joy in our lives and letting it be present and be felt, then we end up with these moments being snatched away from us by our own thoughts. And just because we're anticipating something awful happening, it doesn't actually protect us from anything awful happening right? How many times have you thought about something awful happening and it hasn't happened? Which is great. It hasn't happened. Fantastic. But you've just spent that time thinking about that instead of feeling the joy that you could have been feeling. And the thing, when bad things do happen, we haven't necessarily anticipated them. In fact, a lot of the time. We don't anticipate them. The worst things that happen to us, we cannot anticipate. So by spending that time worrying or thinking about something like, what if my friend doesn't get home? What, what if this isn't okay? What if this doesn't turn out all right? It doesn't actually stop that bad thing from happening, but it does stop us from experiencing joy. It robs us from those moments. I think, um, I think about Harry Potter as well when I think about joy. Um, obviously a great source for life lessons in general. But the, the whole dance between joy and sorrow that happens throughout our lifetime, um, throughout our day even, on a macro and a micro level, I think it's really neatly uh, illustrated by the Dementors and the Patronus. So um, there's a line in the book, and I will probably be paraphrasing here because I don't know off by heart. But when Ron describes the feeling of the Dementors being present on the train to Hogwarts... He says it feels like he would never be cheerful again. And that to me really speaks to like the deepest, darkest depths of our human experience where we genuinely think this is it. I'm never going to experience joy again. I'm never going to be cheerful again. I can't see a way out of this darkness. And in order to banish the Dementors in Harry Potter, as I am sure you are aware, (laughs) you need a Patronus. And in order to conjure a Patronus, you have to think of the happiest memory you have. And that dance between never feeling cheerful again and the dark black imagery of the Dementors, And the silvery, bright light of a Patronus, those conjured from happy memories, really, I think it illustrates really nicely the importance of joy in our lives. And why we need to give more time and space to joy. And how it isn't frivolous. It isn't wasteful. It isn't, you know, just for children. We can experience play and joy and should cultivate play and joy in our lives in order to create a balance and be healthy. So as we are coming out of Scorpio season, and oh my word, has it been dark and introspective. What a month. <laughs> um, we're going in to Sagittarius season and um, that theme of joy is something we're exploring in our moon circles so if you want to dig deeper into what joy means to you how you can experience more joy in your life um, and how we we integrate and cultivate joy for yourself. You can join me in Circle. I'm running this month, I'm doing um, the New Moon Circle in Brighton. Um, I'm also running them online, so you can find out more information about that on my website. Um, you can find out information about Brighton on my Instagram. And if you aren't local and you want an in-person experience then you can go onto the Wild Women Project website which I'll put a link to below and find a circle near you um, and in circle we'll be dropping into the theme of joy more deeply and experiencing that feeling and coming up with ways that we can embed it into our lives more through meditation, and it depends on what circle you go to and what what the leader uh, will take you through. But it will be a super fun experience. It's one of my favourite themes because I think it's really important and really undervalued. Um, because joy is not a marker of success in our culture. And, I mean, it's quite difficult to quantify, so I kind of get it from that perspective. But at the same time, we don't ever ask anyone, you know, about their joyful experiences. We want to know a list of their adult tick boxes, their, their job, their house, you know, their career, their relationship status as if we're living a grocery list and I think that the more conscious we become about creating joy in our lives not only the more joy we will experience on an individual level but I think it will change the collective and change our you know our Joint imagination and the way that we relate to this human experience and what we what we prioritize while we're here, which I think is really exciting and powerful. So um, I'm gonna leave you with a list of things that bring me joy. Um, and I'm hoping that... You'll relate to some of them, or it will spark in you things that bring you joy too and I'd love to hear them so if you want to leave a comment or um come over to Instagram and leave a comment there, then I'd love to hear what brings you joy um inspire me, inspire me, so my list of things that bring me joy are trees so much joy in trees watching them change like the the absolute marvel of the way that they network underground and they they have communities and the, the pace at which they grow and the years that they they live for if we don't cut them down um so trees bring me a huge amount of joy uh the seasons bring me a huge amount of joy painting I love simple messy creativity painting um smudge you know um probably not called that that's what I call them you know like chalk colored chalk chalks and charcoal and stuff I love that anything I can smudge watercolors Plants. Oh my god, the joy of growing something from a seed, incredible, <laughs> amazing. Um, my pink hair brings me a lot of joy. I don't feel right without it anymore. Um, what else brings me joy? Can you tell I haven't prepared a list, and all of this stuff should really roll off, off my tongue to be fair, chocolate, room temperature chocolate, lint dark chocolate with sea salt in it, oh, so good, that brings me joy, long walks in nature, turning my phone off, oh, ignoring all of the notifications, but bing, 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 So much joy. Glitter. How is that not at the top? Glitter brings me a lot of joy. Fairy lights. Anything that sparkles and is shiny brings me a lot of joy. As long as it's also environmentally friendly and humanely resourced. (laughs) Um, Just a few lists of uh, criteria that I need there. Um, Candles. Scented candles, essential oils, bath salts, bath bombs, baths. (laughs) Um, You remember playing in the bath as a kid? How bath time was like an event, like it was like a playtime event. You used to have toys and all sorts of different like water, like cups and stuff, bubbles and things you can play with. Now how often do you take bath time as a simple pleasure as opposed to just having a quick 2 minute shower unless you've got to wash your hair in which case we know it doesn't take 2 minutes but how how often do you take joy in that i know when i um when i lived in my house share i would probably to the absolute distraction of my neighbors and housemates but i would take um time in the shower because i loved my shower and i would sing (laughs) terribly undoubtedly but i would sing like singing brings me so much joy when i was in thailand i didn't take my speaker with me and also your very close proximity to strangers all the time and you have to be quite um, considerate of the noise and and such Uh, you don't get a lot of privacy but for those three weeks I did not dance and sing at the top of my lungs in the same way that I would have if I was at home and I missed it it was like therapy to me I used to do that like every other day I would say Uh, like yeah amazing love it Um, The moon brings me so much joy. Most of my things have been outdoors-based or glittery, sparkly or creative. Um, So that's my list. I could go on, but you're probably done listening to me. Go on about what brings me joy. What brings you joy? What do you love doing? Um, I want to hear about it. I want to know about it. I want you to send me recipes or how-to guides on whatever it is that you love doing or maps of your favourite walks or whatever it is. Let me know what brings you joy Um, because it might bring me joy too. (laughs) And also anyone else that reads it, so if you put it on Instagram and everyone else can see it, it's a really nice way of sharing what brings us joy. So... Without further ado, enjoy the rest of your day, darling. I hope that joy finds you in as many different ways as possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Howl and Blossom podcast. My name's Sean and you can find out more about me, this project, our community, and our resources over on my website, shanpeters.me. Please subscribe to this podcast, and if you'd like to get in touch with me about what you've heard here, you can do so using the links in the show notes.